Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey through Walt Disney World. Before we get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get that world-class level of support from a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So, Head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no-obligation quote. Now, we have a little bit of a different show for you this week because not only do we have a couple of dining reviews, but we also have a studio-recorded show. And it was already released earlier this week, so I'm not even going to lie about that, on the uh, DVC Fan YouTube channel as well as the DVC Show uh, audio feed if you do listen to our DVC shows on the Dis Unplugged podcast network as well. So some of you out there might have already heard this, and for that, I do apologize. Uh, but for everyone else, yeah, you're you're going to hear it be a little bit different, and it's going to, at points in times, mention people you've never heard of before, and uh, probably DVC. I was there for the recording, and I don't even remember what all is in it yet, but uh, I want to make sure that you still get that great dining content anyways. So uh, without further ado, I think we're going to go ahead and listen to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Marissa Valentin. Hello. Derek DeBoer. Hey, now. And via Skype, Amy Krieger. Yeah, Hello. And him. And, him. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, guy. Paul Krieger, right next to her. Um, we have to take him. We want her. But we got to take. I'm kidding. I've been busting your chops all day today, Paul. I'm sorry. Okay. I love Paul. I, I love it. Paul. I was just going through the DVC fan website and, uh, you know, in prepping for the show and looking at certain things. The content, these two, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. What gifts from heaven the two of you have been. Honest, no, I'm yeah, being honest Virginia. now. Now I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. You guys, yeah. you guys are amazing. You guys are amazing, and I don't say that enough. Thank you. We were so. with them at the Diz family reunion booth, and these folks are like rock stars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people see the Kriegers, and they're like, "Oh, I can't believe it's Paul and Amy Krieger," <laughs> and I'm like. It's just the Kriegers right there. They're literally <laughs> super excited to see. Well, now we have them in a group text, so like random. DVC Disney information. We're like Paul, Amy. <laughs> What's the news on this? Within ten seconds, it's <laughs> no. It's like it's crazy. It's like a whole sure. lot of talent in that house. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, before we get started, just a reminder: our show uh, and all of our DVC content is brought to you by the world of DVC, which includes DVCresalemarket.com. If you're in the market for a DVC resale, hence the name. DVCRentalStore.com, if you're in the market to rent some DVC points, hence the name. And MoneraFinancial.com, which is a great way to finance your DVC, your next DVC resale contract. Um, I don't know why I'm so excited. I know I am excited to talk about go-to dining spots for fall of 2021. Because I've had some experiences in the last few weeks. That by the time this goes up, you will have heard about one of them 
on a Tuesday show <laughs> um, that was special, special. Um, but I'm going to let somebody else go first. Derek, oh. I'm going to let you go first. It's what, do you We're go doing this. To, what are your go-to dining spots right now? Well, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I'm obviously very super excited about Space 220. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not exactly thrilled that it's a set menu. So it's going to be like Be Our Guest, which I'm not a fan of Be Our Guest whatsoever. Yeah, but the uh, quality of that food went up when they did that. Really? Yeah, it did. Okay, because I've only been once, and I was just kind of completely underwhelmed. So I'm not a big fan of oh, having So maybe that- it's gone back down again. <laughs> when, they first, when they first opened Be Our Guest, I remember the review I gave. I'm like, this was very good. I hope they keep it this way because we know what Disney does. It becomes popular. Mm-hmm. They want to make more money. So they raised the price. They yes. cut the quality. And that's exactly what happened. Then they went to the prefix menu. Yep. I'm like, oh, okay. This is quite good. This was good. But apparently, I haven't been there in a while. So. Yeah. But, I mean, this whole Space 220, and I think I just saw some <laughs> videos are starting to leak out. Like, they had a media event, I think, either last night or the They have an immediate like, event coming up. Yeah. Is it? Okay, yeah. Because I've seen some videos of it. I've looked at the menu. I think it's obviously going to be super, super cool. But it comes down to it. We're doing the math, and it's like 90 bucks a person, right? So, a family of four with kids over the age of, you know, 13, you're dropping – if I'm doing my math right, that's like ten thousand dollars for like that. <laughs> so it's to me, it's just a little too pricey. I'm sure we're gonna have to do it because you have kids and you sign that contract that you have to take them to a restaurant called Space Two Twenty. I'm just hoping that it's gonna be worth the money and not just a one and done type thing. Like, oh, I have no reason to go back. So I'm excited to go. I'm a little bit nervous about going, but regardless, how can you not be excited about it? And Space again, because this is only my third time doing a show, I forget to introduce my producer, Craig Williams. <laughs> Back in the nook. Just okay. at least we know at least we know it's not just Corey now. Yeah. I mean now, now no, it's just no, it's, it's it's said. It's said what and I, I get to have a, a, a a video library of my of my descent into dementia. <laughs> Equal opportunity um, forgetter. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> no, I mean I'm excited about 220, but I'm afraid it's I'm afraid it's right. going to be a one and done. Right, hundred it's going to be a one and done um, because this seems to be the path they're on with Hotel Ishtar, <laughs> um, uh, the you know Galactic Star Cruiser that you know another one another experience that comes with a mortgage application if you want to do it. <laughs> um, but uh, what about you, Marissa? I, so we've recently, and actually thanks to you guys here, um, have started to go to Topolino's and Mm -hmm. I mean, we have got the bug. It's bad. And what's funny is because right now in Orlando, it's magical dining. And so usually like Mm. fall dining, we're so excited for because we're like, we'll try out all these restaurants. And so we've done a couple. And every time we go, we're like, well, it's not Topolino's. And so I think we've just given up and we're like, you know what? If we go out to dinner, we are only going to top. So that is our fall plan is Topolino's. Topolino's. Awesome. (laughs) For breakfast, lunch, lunch, dinner. dinner, We will be there. (laughs) And this is a restaurant that opens strong. And has stayed yeah. strong, yeah. you know, more than a year after it opened. Um, it is still <laughs> a tough, a tough reservation again. Yeah, and they're delivering. The when, service is excellent. The yeah. food is excellent. Outstanding restaurant. Yeah, my son, who's four, goes and is treated like amazing. So it's like, why go anywhere else? Yeah. <laughs> California Grill, who? Yeah, <laughs> that's how I look at it. I haven't been to the California Grill in a while either. That was so sad. Craig, okay. I'm going to let you uh, weigh in here. 
Um, I I didn't prepare. Let me think. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I still love him. All right, Amy. Uh, so I do agree on Topolino's. It's been very consistent for us. We just had breakfast there not that long ago. Um, dinner was awesome there. But uh, one of my favorite places, consistently always awesome. And when I think of fall, I think of like warm colors and earthy food, uh, even though Africa isn't exactly, you know, a place you would go in the fall. But Sanaa uh, at Kadani Village, fantastic restaurant. It's probably in my top five. Uh, every time we go there, it's just awesome. We went with a party of six uh, in July, and I just flat out told them, you guys have to order your own Indian bread service because I'm only sharing with Paul. We're not sharing with the rest of the table. And and all three couples ordered their own and ate you know every last bit of it. So, so nah, definitely. All right, Paul. Um, so mine's off the beaten path a little bit, and I know I, I don't think you have the McDonald's highest, uh, doesn't count. Your- um and i only bring this up because we've gone there like we've had we've made the legitimate choice to go there twice in this past year uh but wolfgang pucks at disney springs um i don't know if we've hit them on good days um or i don't know yeah i think you must have because i've had two meals Um, there and they were awful But um, we did the dining room one time, and then we actually just showed up and ate at the bar one time. And both times, you know, service was good, and the food was not terrible. Um, they made – yeah, I mean, well, the, the one time we were there, um, they're known for pizzas. They have, they have uh, a big pizza oven on premises. Um, and I know previously they had a prosciutto pizza on their menu. And because of everything, you know, menus are limited right now. They still are sort of scaled back from what we previously knew them to be. But I just sort of asked, like, hey, can you guys do the prosciutto pizza that you used to do? And they were able to whip it up. So I don't know if we've, we've caught them uh, on, on good occasions both times, um, but I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, and bringing up being that we talked about California Grill just briefly, um, I'm very disheartened at, at sort of the news coming out of California Grill right now. Um, we just actually learned earlier today the prefix menu that they're coming out with for the 50th anniversary. I don't know if that's going to be tailored next to their normal menu, but I just hate to see California grill go to a prefix menu. That's just, that really just crushes my heart because of how, how a high regard I held that place over the years. Um, But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's sort of the news we're getting out of California grill. And I still want to love it, but I feel like I can't. Well, let's, you know, let's wait and see. But if California Grill starts to plummet, there's going to be a lovely new steakhouse opening downstairs, <laughs> uh, Steakhouse 71, and uh, the kitchen staff there has a, has, has a good track record, and I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that Steakhouse 71 will be on my list. I mean, I know it's a place I'm going as soon as it's open, but for me... Um, I actually have a few. I agree with Topolino's. Topolino's, excuse me. <laughs> um, I got corrected by a server. Oh no! Because we had done a review, and they rec- and we just went back in to eat, like you know, people. And he said, "You know, loved your review, but it's Topolino's." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, grammar, please." Um, <laughs> but I agree. I think this is still living up to its reputation, um, and. Definitely a place I love. 
I love to go. Um, two, one really, one of these really surprised me that, um, on our dining channel, uh, the review we did of, uh, Trotteria over at the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I knew the minute the food hit the table, my appetizers hit the table. Something's changed because this was good. And I was never a fan. Breakfast I liked, mm-hmm. but anything outside of that, never a fan. Turned out that, um, oh my God, um, his name escapes me. The head chef for, uh, uh Timajoris, uh, the head chef for Flying Fish while waiting for that restaurant to open was, I heard that. uh, executive chef over at, Trotteria. I'm like, oh, that explains it. There's a lot of those restaurants have that now where, oh, they used to work at this place and God, the food is so much better. And you Mm -hmm. find out it's because they were at here or they were there. So now, Uh, yep. It's crazy. And now, obviously, the Flying Fish is getting ready to reopen. Um, So who knows? Who knows what happens? But while Chef Tim is in the kitchen, it's a good time to go to Trotteria. Another one that I just don't think gets as much love as it deserves. Whispering Canyon over at Wilderness mm-hmm. Lodge. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, I've probably eaten there about four or five times, combination of both dinner and breakfast over the last four or five months. Um, I had dinner and breakfast there uh, last week when we were uh, doing our event. Amazing. The, the 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 skillet service at dinner was phenomenal. It was so good. You couple that, especially because we're talking about fall. Yeah, I don't think there is a better Disney resort to be at in that fall period leading up into the holidays oh, yeah. than Wilderness Lodge, and. <clears throat> Every time I, every time I ate there, I kept saying the same thing. Like this, I don't think this place gets the love it deserves. Service was phenomenal. Food was great. Was it loud? Not particularly. Okay. I think I remember it being really loud. But I grew up in an Italian family, so you know, <laughs> it's, it's subjective. Yeah. You know, loud for you and loud for me—very different things. But. <clears throat> It, I, I was like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm in on, I'm all in on, on Whispering Canyon. Um, and, and when I say all in, I mean like, I'll go out of my way. I'll go out of my way now to go to that restaurant. Um, I've really, really enjoyed it. So like I said, the interaction, the service, the food, I don't think it's getting enough love personally, but Great. I wanted to Peter. tell, oh, go ahead. Sorry, we were just there in June, and I agree. It was it was awesome, and uh, we had a really good experience. And that was back when I was having those stomach issues, and they were super accommodating. Um, we still got you know the skillets, and they didn't put any sauce on things, and they gave us stuff on the side. But um, the other thing is, is that it's actually pretty easy to get a reservation there right now. 
Um, it's one of the ones that we just see, you know, a lot of options. Open. Yeah, maybe I should shut up. Um, <laughs> it was. <laughs> easy I think, to get a reservation. It was easy. <laughs> I think it goes back, though, to, um, you know, the case with Flying Fish as well. I wonder if, you know, Artist Point is still not open. So do we have... Do we have some cooks from that restaurant sort of injected not, into Whispering Canyon? I'm not sure about that, but I did hear that whoever was the executive at uh, the executive chef at Whispering Canyon moved over to tra- like people didn't like his stuff, and he moved over to Trails End, and now they don't like it over there either. <laughs> And the guy who came in. <laughs> Where do you go after that? Yeah, really. Discovery um, Island. Trail, that is Trail's End. <laughs> that is the Trail's End. And, and, you know, the guy who came in. And again, I don't have this down completely. But I know, generally speaking, this is what happened. Guy who came in is like, okay, no. No, no, no. We need. And whoever that person is and whatever choices that person made, God bless. Because... You did a good, you're doing a good job. Doing a really, really good. For me to get excited about that restaurant, I'm, I'm surprised. But I want to tell this story. And again, if you watch the Tuesday show, by the time this goes up, you'll have seen this. I had an experience last week at Kona Cafe. Kona Cafe is, um, it's tagline, like under the sign should say hit or miss. Because 100%. sometimes 100%. you go in there and you have a phenomenal meal. And then you go in there and not so much. And so we did a dining, we were doing a dining review. And that should be going up eventually. Um, I got like four in the can. I got a fiasco has to come back to work. Um, <laughs> but so we had this. Um, uh, Drake, uh, Drake Shadwell was doing the review with us. Um, he had a great line that I'm going to steal. I told him I'm stealing this. Uh, it was on the good side of mediocre. <laughs> um, and I'm like, that's a really good way to describe this. But, but, but what made this one of the most exceptional dining experiences I have ever had, not just at Walt Disney World, was our server. Her name was Macarena. And yes, we did the dance. (laughs) And I wish I could say one specific thing that made Macarena stand out, but I can't. It was her. She's the quintessential Disney cast member. Everything you've ever wanted a Disney cast member to be. Welcoming, friendly, fun, knowledgeable. Happy and just, ex- and, and not like in an obnoxious way, just exuding mm-hmm. with positivity and happiness, making you feel welcome. Blown away, blown away. And I told her, I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> she has no idea who the hell I am. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to talk about you and people are going to come in here. They're <laughs> yes, they you. will. <laughs> But here's what's funny is I put this on my uh, my my Facebook page, and I put her picture up, and the number of people that responded, oh, you know what? I had her two weeks ago. I had her three months ago. She's amazing. Oh my god, you're so right. She was incredible. 
And I'm not saying like one or two people. I mean, dozens of people responded like that. That's great. And I think about cast member like that. And I think about all the, they took Memory Maker away and they're taking this away and they're doing this. That's where the magic is. Really. That's where the magic is. One thing, definitely, Josh DeMauro has gotten right. Is he knows that is, that's where the magic is. And that's why we got to take care of our cast members. Mm -hmm. Because if we want to take care of our guests, and she is the absolute embodiment. And I'm not saying, like, all of the cast members are bad. I mean, I've had many wonderful cast members. She was special. She was special. And I wish I could just put my finger on it. But it was just everything about her. Everything about what she brought to the table. Everything about how she interacted with everything. Made a mediocre meal wonderful. And I said, I'm only coming back to eat here when you are here. And she's like, well, I'm always here at dinner. I'm always here at dinner. Like, okay, then I'm only ever coming for dinner. Because, (laughs) and, you know, I had, um, um, the, the steak I'd had was, um, uh, not good. And it wasn't like inedible, but she asked me how it was. I was honest with her. She was trying, she kept trying to get the chef to come out and talk to me. I'm like, you really don't have to do that. It's not like I have to complain. This guy would not come out of the kitchen. This guy would not come out of the kitchen. And I talk, I think, I think of such a dichotomy between this server that she deserves better than that. She deserves better support than that from her chef. A server that good, who is far superior to any, any of the crap you're slinging, deserves much, much better support than that. People are going to be marching over to Kona Cafe to look for that chef right now, I think. Well, I would rather them go and just look for my right. Yeah, exactly. Bear in mind, bear in mind, the meal, God bless. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But, but the experience with Macarena, I'm, how, 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 many, how long have I been talking about this yeah. right now? That's how good this woman was. But that's how important service is. Because even if your food was outstanding and maybe you had a cast member that wasn't so magical, it's going to bring that meal down where like your situation was the classic one. She was above and beyond and everything. So took a mediocre meal and made it something that you'll, you'll never forget. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. Anybody else have anything else to add? (laughs) I think this is now a two-hour show. Um, But really, Kona Cafe Macarena, go for the service, not the food. Um, She's unbelievable. She really, really is unbelievable. Um, But there you have it, folks. That's some of our picks for – this really was was more of a dining show than a TVC show. But they'll go up on – I'll put it up on both channels. I'm starving. Yeah, really. That's the problem with doing dining shows. That's why I like to do them in the restaurant now instead of in the studio because as I'm talking about it, I can eat. When we do them in the studio, it's like the end of those shows. Forget it. I'm like seeing dead relatives. I'm so hungry. There you have it. Pete and everyone else who was a part of that show's 
dining picks for fall 2021. But uh, we are going to move on from that studio show now and head into the field and Walt Disney World. And the first review I have for you comes courtesy of myself. And it is me trying one of the 50th anniversary items at Magic Kingdom, specifically in Frontierland. One that I really wanted to get right on October 1st. I didn't, but I was able to make it back and finally have it. I've got a lot of 50th anniversary stuff I have to eat. And I mean, luckily, I do have 18 months and they're going to add even more as the event goes along, too. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of eating to do. But uh, this one in particular is the one and only Pecos Bill Widowmaker Sandwich. So let's go ahead. Give it a listen. Now, what am I craving today? Well, it's actually from Golden Oak Outpost in Frontierland. You know, it's most well known, I think, for never being open, but at least for the time being, it is open for lunch because it is home to two specialty items as part of the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration. I believe one involves chili and the other is a spicy chicken sandwich. And it has a fun name to it, the Widowmaker. And, oh, I feel like with that kind of name, it's something that I absolutely have to try. So, uh, no mobile order with this available because it's just a small little kiosk. So I'm gonna jump in line, get my sandwich, see how it goes. I have my food in front of me and it looks like a lot of fun. It is, of course, the Pecos Bill Widowmaker Sandwich. And this is $12.99. It is a spicy fried chicken breast sandwich topped with a maple mustard slaw and then also a bacon skewer and served on the side with french fries and yeah i just I, i'm impressed with the look of this you know it actually does look appealing when i open up the top of the bun and look at the slaw it looks like your standard uh not so great cabbage carrot slaw mix but you can definitely see the mustard on it i'm gonna take a little bite of it right now actually crunchy. Definitely has a mustard flavor to it. I don't think I'm necessarily getting the maple as much, but that's okay. And the quality of the actual chicken, it looks like a school cafeteria piece of fried chicken that you would get on a sandwich. So, you know, it's kind of expected though. Same way if you get a burger here, you don't expect an actual fancy good burger, just a just about the most basic one you can possibly get. But I'm gonna go in on my first bite here and see what I think. On my very first bite, I had absolutely no flavors at all. It was just completely bland. There wasn't a spiciness. The maple mustard slaw was completely lost. But then on my second bite, the heat from the chicken patty actually kicked in. And this kind of reminds me almost of like a Wendy's fried chicken sandwich, spicy chicken sandwich. Uh, it's very similar to that in terms of heat. So not not too crazy, but also does add a little spice, a little bit of flavor in there, but it does completely take away from the flavor of the actual maple mustard slaw. That is just lost once you get the spiciness. All you can, all you can do is taste that. And 
So I, I still gotta get another bite in now that I'm getting to about the middle of the sandwich, but I don't know what to do with this bacon skewer. Like, do I put it on the sandwich? Do I just eat the piece of bacon? I feel like I should put it on the sandwich. I don't know. I, I might put it on the sandwich and then take another bite, see how that goes. I went ahead and put the bacon on and it actually does elevate the sandwich and makes it even better. Uh, the slaw is still pretty much nowhere to be seen in this, but now it's like a bacon spicy chicken sandwich and I'm really enjoying this. Uh, I, I wish there was more bacon. I wish it would cover the entire thing because it really does add this extra salty, fatty taste to this entire thing that makes it a lot more enjoyable. And now I might do my normal, let's try to ruin something that's not completely perfect. And I might put some ketchup on this. I think I might actually make it a little bit better. So let me grab a packet of ketchup and see what I can do with this. The ketchup added absolutely nothing. So I only put it on one small little section. I'm not putting any more on it. It doesn't need the ketchup. I do feel like it needs more of a sauce on it, but not ketchup, something, something a little bit more fun and adventurous, but I'm gonna finish my sandwich and see where the rest of this takes me and I'll update you. I normally don't mention french fries in my reviews because, you know, all Disney french fries are essentially the same. However, in this case, they're not. These may be the worst Disney french fries I've ever had. They are completely stale. They are overcooked. I mean, they're salted well, that's about the only thing, but they are pretty nasty and they give me so much too. And I feel terrible wasting them, but they're just not that good. And I ordered my sandwich at around 12.15 and the restaurant opened at 12. So I'm thinking that they had these dropped in the fryer for like right away when 12 opened and I got fries that had been sitting around under a heater lamp for 15 minutes. And that's why they're so gross. They're just not good though. Ew. I am all wrapped up with my little meal from Golden Oak Outpost. Once again, I had the Pecos Bill Widowmaker fried chicken sandwich for $12.99 and it came with a side of french fries. And I actually did really enjoy this, but I do have to say, I'm not going to get it again. It just was not creative enough for me, really compared to even some of the other like specialty burgers that I've had recently at Walt Disney World. You know, even though sometimes with the burgers that that patty is just so gross and disgusting, if they're able to, to blend enough interesting flavors on top of it, then it makes it worthwhile. And this to me just didn't completely come together. It was tasty. I'm glad I got it once, but I won't be getting it again. And especially with those fries being as terrible as they were, you know, that also that left me not as full as I could be and so yeah good not great overly not satisfied with this but you know what they can't all be winners and there you have it my review of the Pecos Bill Widowmaker sandwich I took it to be like very literal with the Widowmaker that like this thing is so bad for you, so spicy that it will turn uh, whoever you're with into a widow. And while I guess that could be the direction they were going for it, I also was told that the Widowmaker sandwich is uh, named so 
in conjunction with Pecos Bill because Pecos Bill's horse is Widowmaker. So I guess it's a little bit of a, a, a punny name to it and still not very true. I don't know, but I, I can't decide where I'm at on this sandwich. I kind of want to try it again. I won't do another review of it immediately. It, it does not warrant that when there's so many other food items that I need to get to as part of the 50th anniversary. But I, I something about this. I want to try it again and maybe add mustard on it this time instead of ketchup. I'll I'll have to see what I do. But we're going to move on to the final review of the day and actually the most important one because we finally have the dinner review from Steakhouse 71 with Pete and various members of the different teams at the Diz and moving to Orlando, maybe DVC. I, I don't even know who all's there. There's probably a lot of them, but uh, we're just going to have to go ahead and listen to it and hope Hope that it bests Pete's expectations for everything. We know that breakfast was a hit, but will dinner be better than the dinner at the Wave? Let's find out. Hey, everybody. Pete Werner here with this week's, or actually today's, Disney Dining Show because did a couple of them today that are all going up. Uh, back at the, uh, the Wave. I was going to call it the Wave. Back at Steakhouse. 71 opening day october 1st 2021 the 50th anniversary of walt disney world uh we just reopened this morning uh we uh had breakfast here and we're back now for the dinner so we are here i am joined by some very good friends uh from moving to orlando.com my uh business partner and co-owner sean falk is with me uh, along with uh, realtor Drake Shadwell, as well as our friend Cindy Myers. Cindy Meyer, not Myers. Like, Cindy Meyer. Um, so, very excited about this meal. Uh, really uh, did a lot with this menu. Of course, my beloved bacon and eggs are, are back, so I'm really, really excited to try that. A lot of new things on the menu, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. All right, so... Uh, appetizers, uh, really good steakhouse appetizer menu. Of course, I got the uh, bacon and eggs. Uh, it's been a few months since I've had it. Had it the last night uh, of the wave. I was going to have it the first night of Steakhouse 71 and did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. Although the presentation's a little different, um, but... All the same elements, all the same flavors. It's the bacon and eggs you remember and love. And uh, it was $15. So, not bad. But we ordered a lot of food because we want to try it like we did at breakfast. want to kind of try a number of things. So, we have a French onion soup. We have uh, one of their vegan options, which was uh, their uh, house-made onion rings um, that I tried. That's the plant-based option. Uh, Hand-breaded with spicy ranch dipping sauce. That's $9. They were good. You know, were they the best onion rings I've ever had in my life? No. But they were good. Um, it's kind of what you need for, uh, for a steakhouse. Um, but I will tell you, the sea salt-dusted potato brioche with butter and roasted garlic tomato spread was phenomenal. It's pull-apart brioche, and that tomato spread, that garlic tomato spread, was phenomenal. Really, really good. Uh, $12 
for that dish. And I'll let uh, but I'll let everybody else talk about uh, you know their thoughts and what they ordered. Hey everyone! So I got the fork and knife Caesar salad. Um, get this: it is lettuce and Caesar dressing and shaved Parmesan and croutons. Pretty pretty basic here. So uh, just wanted to try it. Wanted to see if they did anything extra with it. Um, it's a lot of dressing, so it's really good. Great size, very shareable because it's two wedges. So easily two or three people could easily take this together. It was ten dollars. So I think for what it is, it's a good price. Prices are generally good here, combined especially for Disney property. So. That was excellent. Um, Pete talked about the potato bread. I can't remember what it was called, but um, it was really good. Brioche, yeah. The the potato brioche. It was great. Um, it almost looked like, like Hawaiian rolls or like pull-apart rolls or something. Like that's the look of it. But both of the sauces that came with it were great, particularly the tomato sauce, except my acid reflux is going to be really bad later. And I tried the onion rings, which is also going to hurt my acid reflux. But I had to try it. And the plant-based... I mean, it's onion rings, so they're, you know, there's not a lot of meat, yeah, so, uh, but they, I did read up on it, and apparently it's because there's no onion powder, which I guess onion powder is not vegan-friendly, but onions are, so it's real onions, and then that means the batter did not contain eggs or milk in it, and the ranch dressing either, so I don't know how they made ranch without milk or anything, so I'd love to know what was in it, but tasted good, so, well... We'll see. So we'll flip over to somebody else and see what they thought of their food. I'm Cindy. I had the lump crab cakes. They were wonderful. I really liked the corn hash that came with it, and a ho- along with the house-made saltines. It was delicious. It was nice and tender, the crab cakes were. And I think it was worth the amount of money they charged, which is $15. $15. Hey, everybody. It's Drake. I ordered the French onion soup. Um, I have been going since about 6 in the morning and was just feeling really tired and wanted something just to fill me up and feel really good. And I was very happy that I got it because this soup really hit the spot. Um, the cheese was nice and thick on top, but that the onion in the actual soup was really warm and just you know helped me recover some of the energy from the day, which was really nice. And it combined really well with that brioche. But before I go to that, it was $10, which I think is really reasonable for the amount of soup you got and how good it was. Um, And if you did go ahead and get the brioche, I tore some of the pieces off and dipped it in the soup. And it just, it felt like exactly what should be done with that kind of bread. It really soaked up that onion flavor and and tasted really good. And I think, are we, is this what we're... (laughs) Exactly. Sorry, That's, it sounds really good. Yeah, it, it, it does. It, it soaked up that flavor and really made it pop. So I, I recommend that combo. And then you also get the other sauces for the rest of the brioche. So, All right, on to the entrees. So I had, it's a steakhouse, so I got chicken. Uh, so I had the chicken chaucer. Um, I looked up a video on how to pronounce it, and that's what it said. So um, it is pan-seared airline chicken breast parsnip puree. So like the parsnip puree is like under the chicken breast. It was cut in half, and uh, there were roasted mushrooms and sauce chasseur. And um, that, uh, that word means hunter, and so the sauce is supposed to be poured over it, and it is a... Um, 
kind of like a wine reduction type sauce with mushrooms in it. Um, so apparently, eons ago, like, uh, French hunters would make it in the woods and put it on whatever game they had killed right then. So um, that's what I got. And uh, it was the best chicken dish I've ever had in my life. Not on just on Disney property. It was so good. It was recommended to me by multiple people in here. And um, no one's been ordering it. They were like, no one's been ordering it. But it is our personal favorite, even over the steaks and stuff. That it was phenomenal the chicken was so good and the sauce I actually didn't like and I, I left it on the side so I could just dip it out and try it it's really salty and I I'm not a big salt person but it was so good without it the parsnip puree was the best thing it tasted great with everything the mushrooms were really good it was a variety of mushrooms so they had uh, some are more standard I, I don't know you, you know what I'm talking about I don't know what those are called but they also had the wild mushrooms as well and they also, it's not on the menu, but it also seemed to have some kind of root vegetable. I'm not, I don't know what it was. And uh, it kind of tastes like yucca, if you've ever had that. It's a very sweet tasting dish. Um, so that was really great. Um, I also got a filet and uh, with mushrooms as the side item for that. But I was so full, I'm taking it to go. So I don't know what it tastes like. I never tried it. But we'll see what everybody else... Oh, mine was $24 as well. And for $24, that's in my top five dishes on property. So that is that is right up there with my other four. Which maybe we'll make a video. I don't know. We'll go into it some other time. I had the prime rib. And my only complaint is it was too big. The dish was amazing. The meat was tender and perfectly done. The grilled asparagus accompaniment that came with it was just amazing and the wellington was also wonderful very tender so i really enjoyed it i would get it again but share it with someone okay so uh whenever i am in a steakhouse someplace where i think they will do this dish correctly um i order a new york strip uh in this case it was a 10 ounce new york strip where my initial concern was, was the price. It was $33. We're on Disney property. As I said in a previous review, steps away from the Magic Kingdom. Uh, just about 10, floor, 10 or 11 floors down from arguably the best restaurant on property, California Grill. And $33 for a New York strip at Walt Disney World is a low price. And oftentimes, when you see that, uh, it's because the quality of the meat uh, is not up to, up to par. Now, I am not going to say this is the best cut of meat I've ever had. It's not. But it was very good. And tender. It's a rare occasion where I can cut a New York strip with a fork. And that's kind of my standard. Like, every time I get a steak, that's the first thing I do. I don't touch a knife. I use my fork. Can I cut this with a fork? If I can, that's a tender piece. I expect that with a filet mignon. You don't expect it with a New York strip. And my fork went through that strip like a hot knife through butter. Um, it was delicious. The rub that is on it, I tasted it this morning on the uh, pri uh, Walt's Prime Rib Hash. And it, it, it was familiar to me. And I can't get a straight answer out of anybody. But I'm pretty sure the rub they're putting on it is at the very least inspired by Steakhouse 55. 
in California, which closed recently, it reminded me of that. It kind of brought that those vibes back. Um, and so I started thinking about that. Steakhouse 55, one of my all-time favorite restaurants, period. Not just Disney. And in a lot of ways, this is better. This is better. The food here is every bit as good, if not better, than it was at Steakhouse 55. It's the prices. <laughs> it's what sets it apart. I don't know what the final bill is yet. We've ordered like a lot of food to try it. I agree with Sean. That chicken may very well be the best chicken I've ever tasted. That prime rib was sublime. Uh, Drake, who's going to talk about his dish in a bit, uh, got uh, the pork. Uh, delicious. Uh, the flight of sauces that you can add. I forgot what it was, $7 or something like that. Um, and it comes with like eight or nine different sauces that uh, for, your, for, your, for your meal. Um, incredible. I can't believe this. I can't believe they did this. I can't believe it. I looked really hard for something to bitch about. And the most I was able to really come up with was I wasn't a fan of the mac and cheese, the side dish I got for my steak. It wasn't like it was horrible, but, you know, you know, wasn't going, like, all over crazy. Um, outside of that, everything I ate was fantastic. It's really, really, really good. They have done what I thought was impossible they have preserved everything that made the wave great and just did it better. They kept their staff both on the floor and in the kitchen. They kept the prices really reasonable. They, they want this to be family, a family-style restaurant. And so they really went out of their way to make sure the prices stayed reasonable. And the quality and, 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 uh, and, and flavor and preparation of the food. This is one of the best restaurants on property. If they can maintain this. And that's a big if. I've seen it. Restaurants start strong. And they go downhill because some bean counter somewhere decides we're going to pull back on quality and increase price. You want proof of that? Take a look at uh, Be Our Guest in the Magic Kingdom. When that opened, unbelievable. Within a year, they were shoveling crap onto people's plates. And I really hope that doesn't happen here. But our desserts are about to, our desserts are about to get put down. So uh, I'm going to go do that now. I got the bone-in dry-aged pork chops. They are $30, and I liked that I could really taste the char-grilled flavor. Uh, that was my first impression when I bit into it. I, it, you know, it, filled my, it filled my palate, and it was very easy to chew. A lot of times you get a pork chop, and it can be really dry, and that's just anathema to me when I'm trying to eat a pork, and I, that's all I can think about. 
this let me focus on the flavor plus the asparagus that came with it was really crisp i could tell it was fresh loved it the only bad thing was that it was so good that i didn't want to try any of the sauces that we got an entire flight of um i like i kept using them and they were these delicious sauces but the actual pork tasted good enough that i just wanted to eat on its own the uh the wellington i just had one quick bite and the main dish was very good um i would have i preferred the pork but what really stood out to me were those cherry tomatoes they just were really fresh and just burst when i tried when i bit into the wellington and tasted amazing it made the entire dish really come together I'm a big fan of cherry tomatoes, and any dish that has it and does it well, I appreciate. And it just really made that flavor pop. And if you want to get that vegan dish, it's going to be $26 for that Wellington. We ordered all of the desserts, which I'm really happy about because all of them were very good. I'm going to particularly talk about the ambrosia because I think I might be the odd one out here and that it was the standout for me. The ambrosia was $8.00. And I thought it was delicious. It had a very subtle flavor. It was not overly sweet, but it had a key lime pie flavor that came at the end as kind of an aftertaste. I really enjoyed that. Um, it had a nice texture. It was very smooth and clean. Um, I liked it as an end of the meal. It was very light. And that was just what I was in the mood for tonight. And it really hit the spot for me. Okay, Drake may have liked the ambrosia but drake didn't grow up in new jersey with cousin angela who has a four foot high hairdo and comes to the family picnics with the big bowl of ambrosia that comes with a side of insulin pump um that was not that so when i hear that word ambrosia i just kind of think of the stuff i'm used to from new jersey and that wasn't it uh i found that bland uh, honestly i did try the apple tart uh, caramelized Granny Smith apples, puff pastry, blackberry gelato. Uh, this is the plant-based option. It's uh, $8 on the menu. Absolutely delicious. The caramelized uh, Granny Smith apples were, like, better than they should have been. Um, uh, so that I, I could just sit there and eat those apples. That was, like, a fall dessert. That really, that really works as a fall dessert. Um, I also took a bite of the creme brulee, uh, which I think uh, 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 Cindy's going to talk about. That was $10. I was not a fan. I did not like the finish. I thought the finish was bitter. Um, that's not... Yeah, that, that one wasn't for me. That one wasn't for me. Of course, the chocolate cake is soaked in alcohol, and I don't drink. So I didn't touch it. In fact... No, I, no, I won't tell that story. But... Overall, desserts are good. I don't think they rise to the level of the dinner. Well, I'm going to disagree with Pete because I really like the creme brulee. Um, it was a different take because it was chocolate-based, and the fruit on it was delicious. I also tried the chocolate cake, of course, and it was moist and absolutely succulent so i really enjoyed both of those i had no idea what ambrosia was so i knew i knew recognized the word but i thought it was like a greek mythology thing and wasn't real so i thought it was some berries from like a thousand years ago so hearing this story of like 
cousin Angela doing whatever she does. Like, I don't know. I was like, I can't relate. Did try it. I thought it was okay. I thought it, like a bite or two of it was fine, but like the whole thing would have been too much. Um, but I got the uh, Steakhouse 71 chocolate cake. I guess that's their signature dessert. The It is a whiskey-infused chocolate cake, and it has layers of mousse, like chocolate mousse in, in between each layer with uh, like a raspberry sauce. Um... It was fine. I, I thought it was okay. Um, I didn't really taste much of the whiskey. Um, there is a better version of that cake at P.F. Chang's that has like a whole layer of chocolate chips on the side, but the rest of it's the same. Um, so if you've been there, that's kind of what I think it was trying for. It's not quite as good, but it's okay. Um, desserts are generally lacking at Disney in general. So I'm actually going to give this a win for the desserts category because I think for a Disney property sit-down dining they were good desserts but overall i'd save my money and just not get dessert i'd rather have an appetizer if it's like i'll get an, or a drink or something by comparison because all that was really good i did get two of the drinks uh that they had it was like a pear something 75 i don't remember and uh, it was very good and then the other was a raspberry gin drink and i'm not usually a gin drinker uh but that was really good and it's sweet and it was definitely stronger than the pear drink was so if you want one of the two it's that but either way i would get a drink before i would get the the dessert yeah or i'll just get a tapeworm so i can feel better after this meal and lose some weight i guess so uh but yeah the desserts yeah they're okay that was the, the low point for sure okay first up before i get to my overall uh my overall impressions of this restaurant i really want to call out our server paul um we ordered we ordered everything um, and he was on top of it. He was just on top of uh, uh, refilling our drinks and knowledgeable about the menu. And you have to remember, folks, this is their first night. Okay? This is the worst this restaurant gets. And they knocked it out of the... In my opinion, they knocked it out of the park. And I really tried to make sure I didn't let my affinity for the wave and the people who work here... Uh, influenced me uh, unduly in in in, in this um, service was phenomenal. Service was phenomenal, and the food. Let's talk about the food. Okay, so with the extraordinary amount of food we ordered, multiple uh, appetizers, more than just for the four of us. Same with entrees. Same with desserts. Uh, there were three or four alcoholic beverages. Uh, consumed at dinner and the grand total before my 10% annual pass discount $400 now just stop this was a signature level meal no question no question this holds its own against Yachtsman this holds its own against Citrico's this holds its own against uh, Le Cellier this holds its own against uh, 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 Shulis I think it's better. Sean pointed out something that whether you're vegan, pescatarian, um, there is something for everyone on this menu. And it's really well done. A lot of times you go to steakhouses and things like chicken or these other dishes tend to be like throwaway dishes. Like, okay, here you go. We're specializing in steak. They did not do that with this. 
And I, 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 again, an extraordinary amount of food was ordered. It was $400 for four adults. Without, like, if we were eating like normal people and not like gluttonous pigs, this would have been about $60 a person. Maybe. $60 a person for a signature meal at Walt Disney World, walking distance to the Magic Kingdom. So the fears I had about this redesign have been allayed. And I'm not ready to make this proclamation yet. But this may be this may be a top three restaurant at Walt Disney World. Um, we asked, I asked Cindy what she would rate this restaurant on a scale of 1 to 10. She gave it a 9. Um, I give it I, I give it a nine, nine and a half, because so much was so right. Um, I forgot to ask Drake what number he would give it. I'd give it a ten. Drake and Sean both said ten. Um, uh, Trust me, trust me, get your reservations now. Word is going to get out on this place, and it is going to fill up, and it's going to be the hottest reservation at Walt Disney World. I don't have to worry, because I can make a call and get a table. You, on the other hand, will not be able to do that. So you need, need, need to... Make your reservations now. You're planning for next year? Get that ADR in as soon as you can. Uh, and that's, that's for breakfast as well. But dinner, dinner is going to be the impossible, the impossible dream. I give it a couple months. There you have it. And that's also our final review for this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. So I truly, truly hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that it will be helpful for you in your upcoming vacations to Walt Disney World. And if you need help planning that next Disney vacation and you want to also support us, again, remember, you can always book your vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Also, if you did enjoy this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show and you want to help out in other ways, you can specifically go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. We just got another great five-star rating here and review from CC Gilly 7 saying, The more I go to the parks, the more I take time to enjoy the various food options. I love getting reviews of what is worth my time and money while I'm down there. I appreciate that you make it a separate channel, so when I want to focus on dining, I know where to go. Love all the shows and use dreams for my upcoming Universal trip. I've always just booked on my own in the past, but it was so easy and helpful. Well, thank you so much, CC Gilly. That is uh, amazing. Thank you for the extra support, and thank you for the great review. If you want a shout-out on this show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave that helpful review for us. But if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, you listen to Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you listen to podcasts, just make sure you are subscribed to the Disney Dining Show so that way you always get the latest episodes. But that's going to do it for me this week. I'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry.